With Hashem's assistance, we're learning Kedushin Daf Nun Aleph, page 51. We begin at the very bottom of Nun Ahmed Bey's page 50b. Gufa. We said previously, Amar Rabba, Rabba said, Any case where you have a chaloi, some kind of thing that's taking place, some kind of uh, effect that you want to create. So if it doesn't work one after the other, meaning if the first thing that you do prevents the second thing from happening, so you can't do them at the same time either. And if you try to do them at the same time, nothing happens. Eisve Abai Abai asks a question on this. If someone tries to make more miser, meaning instead of taking off one-tenth for his tithe, he tries to take off a fifth. Rashi explains he counts off four and then gives the fifth off as miser. So the first four fruits that you counted off, so they are not problematic. They're not considered tevil and they're no longer a mixture. You have taken off the miser off of them. However, the miser, the fifth thing that you said is miser, it's a mixture of both miser and non-miser. So now the Gemara says, Why is this so? Name We should say that since only part of it has become miser, so let's say you counted off eight, and then you took, you said the ninth one is going to be miser, and the tenth one is also miser. So since you can't make the ninth and the tenth one. Th- Tenth one, my sir. So therefore, if you try to do them both at the same time, it won't do anything. It won't do. Any, it shouldn't do anything at all, according to what we're saying, according to Raba. So over here too, in our case, we counted off four. And the fifth one, you made miser. So since it's 20%, it's a fifth. Only part of it is going to be chal. So why is the whole thing, it shouldn't be chal at all. It shouldn't work at all. If you can't do one after the other, you shouldn't be able to do it together as well. That's the question. Amar le, shani miser. So he said to him, it's totally different by miser. Since you can create miser, you can create a tithe for half of something, let's say. We're going to see what this means. If let's say you wanted half of the grain of wheat to become holy, so it can become holy. So therefore, so over here in this case as well, where you said that you want the fifth one to become holy, so you're actually creating that there's a holiness throughout the entire thing, but the quality is only part of it. So since it's not in the, in fact, if you try to do one after the other, and that won't work. So the same thing would be true if you tried to do only part of it. Meaning, if let's say you counted off eight, and you wanted the ninth and the tenth one to become holy. So you can't do one after the other, so if you tried to do them at the same time, it wouldn't work. However, here what you're trying to do is you're trying to make both the ninth and the tenth one holy, each one of them for half of them, or part of them for ninths actually, more accurately. So therefore, that indeed can work since you're creating a chalois, you're affecting something in the entire thing. Now the Gemara asks, Vare Meister Behema, we find in regards to taking off a tithe of animals, Deleka you can't do part of the animal, Deleka Bezacharzen, you also can't do them one after the other. Vamarava, Yotsu Shnaim Basiri, and Rava says that if two came out, as the tenth one, meaning what you do is you have them come out one at a time, one, two, three, four, five. When you get to the tenth one, so instead of just one coming out, so two of them came out at the same time. Vakar and Asir, you called them both the tenth one. So what happens? Asir Asar Muravim So it's not clear which one is mixed. So the, the holiness of the tenth one is mixed up between these two animals. So what do we see? You see that even though it's something that you can't do one after the other, you can still do them at the same time. You still can create some kind of chalais. If Rabba was correct, so nothing should happen. The more answer is no. Shani Maiser Behemad. It's different in regards to Meister Behemoth when you're taking off the tithe of the animals because it's possible to create a mistake, meaning through a mistake it's possible to create a chalois, the time we learned in the Mishnah. Karla Chi Asiri, if you called the ninth one number 10, Chi, and you called the tenth one number 9, 
Azar Asiri, you call the 11th one the number 10 as well, Shlash Nebuchadnezzar and all three of them become holy. So even though you can't do the one after the other, if you try to do number 10 and then to take off the tithe with number 11 as well, it won't work. But since we find that where you make a mistake, you can make Kedusha, you can bring holiness onto more than one, so to over here, it's going to be similar to the other case and you can bring holiness onto more than one thing. Now the Gemara says, Harit Toida, in regards to a carbon Toida, the less of a Tos, there's no such thing as making a mistake. The less than and you also can't have one after the other. Meaning, if you try to make, there's a certain amount of chal, a certain amount of bread that you're supposed to bring along, you're supposed to eat along with the carbon toda, the special sacrifice that one brings when they're coming to say thank you to God for certain circumstances. So there are 40 loaves of bread that you're supposed to eat. So if you try to make more than that, it won't work. We learned, we said in a memra, let's say you brought the carbon toda, the sacrifice, and you brought along with it 80 loaves of bread. Chizkiah says that 40 out of 80 of them become holy. Rebbechanan says, no, you can't make 40 out of the 80 holy. So how could it be that Chizkiah says that you can make part of them holy if you can't do them one after the other? Once you make the first 40 holy, you can't make the next 40 holy. So if you try to do them all at the same time, it sounds like over here that part of them will become holy. What's the understanding of this? Didn't we say about this? Amar Yishub and Levi, Yishub and Levi says, Everyone agrees that if you said 40 out of these 80 should become holy, it does indeed become holy. And if you said only that 40 shouldn't become holy unless all 80 become holy, meaning you want to be Mikadash them all, you want to make them all holy, it doesn't work. They're only arguing about where you just said that you want them to become holy and you didn't explicitly say what you mean. Did you mean 40 out of the 80? Did you mean all 80? So one says, why did you bring all 80? Because you mean to say that 40 of them should be holy, and if anything goes wrong with those 40, if they get lost or something, then the other 40 should represent them, meaning they should be backups. And no one holds that, no, you, you can't do it because what you're really trying to do when you say 80 is you mean that you want to bring all these 80, and that you can't do, you can only make 40 to be holy, so therefore nothing is holy. Another question is, why does Rava have to explain like Rava, meaning, why does he explain the Mishnah that in the case of where you're trying to marry a woman and her sister or a woman and her daughter so we said the reason that it doesn't work he brought down Rabbah who says that if you can't do them one after the other you can't do them at the same time why do you have to say that? he could say like he says later on so Rabbah holds that if you have if you try to make a Kiddushin try to create a marriage and it's not possible to figure out who you married and therefore you can't have relations with that person so it doesn't work so why doesn't Rabbah explain our Mishnah in that, in that way? that would explain the Mishnah as well so the Gemara answers the Dvar of the Rami Bar Amar. So he's explaining, he's answering based on what Rami Bar said. Rami Bar had assumed that we're not talking about an issue of Kiddushin She'emus or Labiyah, Kiddushin that can't be given over to having relations. That wasn't the issue. The issue had to do with the fact that the Torah says that you can't marry this one and her sister. So therefore, Rava is explaining based on what you said. So I could even answer you based on your assumption with Rava. Now we continue. Itmar. We learned in a memory, Kedushin Shemasur and Labia, if you have a case where there's some kind of marriage that's created and it's not possible to have relations with the person, we're going to see more details about this case soon. Abaye, Amar Hava Kedushin. Abaye says that indeed it's considered a good marriage, despite the fact that you can't figure out who, you, who you're really married to and you won't be able to have relations with that person. Rava Amar Le Hava Kedushin. Rava says, no, it's not going to be a good Kedushin. Amar Rava, Rava says, Barahina is really. Barahina explained to me as follows, ish isha, when you shall take, a man shall take a woman, and he shall have relations with her. 
kedushin amasir nabiya have a kedushin. So this verse implies that only a marriage that has the ability to get to the stage of having relations that's considered having that's considered that it's a good marriage. Kedushin she amasir nabiya have a kedushin. However, a marriage that does not have the ability to get to a, a stage of relations, so it's not considered a good marriage. Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, Hamakadish isha ubita o isha va'achoisa. Let's say a person marries a woman and her daughter, or a woman and her sister ka'achas at the same time ena mekudashois. So then they're not considered married. Ha'achas mi isha ubita. Let's say a man says, "I'm marrying one of you two and he's talking to a woman and her daughter. Or he says, I'm going to be married to one of you two, and he's talking to a woman and her sister. Mekudeshes, it would imply from the Mishnah, it's only because you did them both at the same time. But if you did only one out of the two of them, they would indeed be married. So it's a question on Ravah. So we see that this is a case, the inference case is a case where it's not possible to have relations with the person because you can't tell which one you actually married. So that should be a shlag, tiyufta de Rava. So that should totally destroy what Ravah says. So Ravah says, wait, I've got problems, you've got problems too, According to your own reasoning, what does it say in the end of the Mishnah? There's a story with five women, and amongst them there were two sisters. And a certain man went and he collected a basket full of figs. The figs were theirs. And it's also Shemitah fruits. And he said, you're all married to me with this basket. And the sages said, the sisters are not married. So it sounds like only the sisters are not married. Uh, but the other women, the other three women are. Hey, what's the case? If he was speaking to all of them, trying to get them all to be married. So, anytime that you try to create a Kenyan, a transfer of possession, and you're trying to do it to two different people, let's say at once, and one of them can't receive it. So, let's say you said, I want you to uh, acquire this thing along with your donkey doesn't work. You can't, you cannot, not only can't you be mocking can't you uh, create the Kenyan over into the possession of the animal, you, but at this, if you try to do it at the same time with, with, a, with a person, it also won't work. So in this case, if you're trying to do it to two people that can't receive it, so it shouldn't work at all. So what's the case? No, Nala from Abayz, we turn, to, turn the page to 51b. And Allah the Amar Lahu must be the cases where he said to them, Achas Mikem, one of you, the Katani, and it says, that the sisters are not considered married. So according to Abaye, so this is exactly a case. He said he said one out of those five. So one out of those five, so he's not doing them both at the same time. So one of them theoretically could be married. It's something that's Ain Masur in Libya. It's not possible to know who he actually married, and therefore he won't be able to have relations with one of the sisters because it might be the other one, he might be forbidden. So that being the case, according to Abaye, so it should be that they are considered married. Those two girls should also be involved in the doubt. But we see that it's not true. So it's a kasha. It's a question on what Abaya said. So the Gemara says, What comes out of this whole conversation is that Rava has a problem with the first part of the Mishnah. Abaya has a problem with the second part of the Mishnah. Abaya matars the Tamei, Rava matars the Tamei. So the Gemara says that Abaya will explain according to his reasoning, and Rava will explain according to his reasoning. Abaya matars the Tamei, he'll explain according to his reasoning. Abaya, This is when tries to marry a woman and her daughter, or a woman and her sister. Ka'achas, at the same exact time. So they will not be married. If you try to marry one out of the two, meaning one out of either the woman and his daughter and her daughter or or from a woman and her sister they would be considered married that's how Abai learns he understands that if you have two things even though it's not Musrus Labia even though it's not possible to have relations nevertheless it's still considered married now here gets the explanation for the second part of the, uh, the Mishnah I'm sorry let's say he says the one who is fitting for me to have relations should be married to me they're not considered married because obviously in this case so he's making a condition that 
he should be able to have relations. And in this case, he won't be able to have relations. Umay Sanami, there was a story too, a similar story. There were five women. Amongst them were two sisters. And this guy went and he collected a basket full of figs. And he said, the one who is fitting to me, meaning that I can have relations with, should be married to me. And the sage says, The sisters are not able to be married because since he can't have relations with either one of them because the other one might be married to him, therefore they're not fitting to be married. And that's how Abai will learn the Mishnah. The Rav will explain the Mishnah according to his own reasoning. So he starts off and he says that the Mishnah holds that it's a Dover Pasha. It's obvious that you're trying to marry one out of a woman and her her daughter, or one out of a woman and her sister, then it's exactly the same as if you had gone and married a woman and her daughter at the same time, or a woman and her sister at the same time, at once. And they're not considered married. There's a similar story with five women, and amongst them was two sisters, and this guy went and he collected a basket full of figs, all of you, and one out of the two sisters are married to me. with this basket. And the sage says, that they're not considered married. So even though he tried to marry one out of the two of them, so since it's a it's a it's not possible to know which one he married, and he won't be able to have relations with her. Therefore, it's no good, and it comes out according to Rava. Fine. Tashama. We try to bring a proof. Which is which way is it? Is Rava correct or is Abaya correct? So we have as follows. Hamakadish is Bito, someone who marries off his daughter, Stam, and he doesn't specify which daughter. So the girls who are grown up are not included. Hakitanis Bechlal. That would imply that the, the smaller children, the minors, are indeed included. So this is a case where he can't possibly uh, have relations with any one of them, and therefore we see that Rava is wrong. Rava will reply to you, What's the case over here? This is a case where you only have one uh, grown-up daughter and one minor. Says, How can you say that that's the case? It says Baigrois, which is plural. That means that there's more than one older daughter. Our answer is my Baigrois, Baigrois Alma. What does it mean when we say the older ones are not included? We say we're, we mean that in general, if we're talking about it generally, the older girls are not included. But it doesn't mean that in the case that we're talking about, we're talking about specifically where there's more than one older girl. And there's also not more than one younger girl. says, If that's the case, my remember, what's the Chiddush? What is the novelty of this case? says, What's the case that we're talking about here? The Shavise Shliach. That the older girl, in fact, made the father to be her Shliach, to be her messenger. She wanted him to marry her marry her off. We might have thought, That perhaps when he originally intended to receive these Kiddush, to, to, to marry off her, his daughter. Maybe he meant to marry off this older daughter who has appointed him to be a messenger. Kamash Mulan. So that's what it's coming to teach us. So that a person will not leave a thing where he gets some kind of benefit from it. Meaning, the fact that he's a messenger for his older daughter, he's not going to get any money from that. The fact that he's going to marry off his younger daughter, he will indeed get money from that. So it's clear that he means to marry off the younger daughter because he's not going to give up the opportunity to make a little bit of money. So the says, wait, Why can't we say that the case is talking about where the girl said to her father that, she, that he can have the money from her kedushin? And then they would be equal. Nevertheless, 
If we talk about where has a greater obligation, he has a greater obligation to marry off his daughter that's still under his wings. As opposed to the older daughter, he doesn't have the same obligation. So therefore, if, if we have a choice, if we have to assume who did he marry off, we assume that he married off the one that he has a greater obligation for, which was the minor. Toshima. We're going to try to bring a different proof as to whether Rav is right or Abai is right in regards to Kedushin, Shem Esr and marriage that does not allow someone to be able to have relations with a woman. Let's say a man has two sets of daughters from two different wives. So he has an older daughter and a younger daughter from uh, the first wife, we'll call her Sprinzi, and he has an older daughter and a younger daughter from his second wife, we'll call her Rachel and Leo, whatever, it doesn't matter what the names are. And he says, I married off my older daughter. He says, I married off my oldest daughter, but I don't know if I meant the older one of the older ones, or the older one of the younger ones. If I meant the youngest of the older ones, who's greater, who's bigger, than the older one of the younger ones. So, so they're all forbidden except for the youngest one of the youngest ones. So Rabbi Meir, that's the sheet of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir says this. So, but what do we see? We see this again as a kashan rabba because we see that even though it's kedushin in misur it's not clear who was getting married. Nevertheless, there is something that was chas. Something did take, indeed take effect. Says, where are we talking about here? Originally, when the marriage took place, it was clear who he intended to marry, who was being married off. And that's what happened. That's why it works at the beginning. It wasn't Kedushin Shemusur Nabiya from the onset. It only happened later on. Dekanami, and we can actually, if we read the words carefully of this Bryce or this Mishnah, we can figure it out. Dekani, because it says, It says, I don't know. It doesn't say it's not known. So it's a good proof to the fact that it was originally known. If that's the case, what's the chedesh? What's the novelty? It's coming to exclude that which Abiyosi says. Abiyosi holds that a person, when he originally makes the kedushin, he doesn't say something which is completely ambiguous, which later on, if things are forgotten, it will be unclear what he meant. So that's what Abiyosi holds. So what we're coming to say here is the machis that a person does indeed say something which may be unclear because he doesn't assume that things are going to be forgotten. We're going to try to bring another proof. Somebody who married one out of two sisters, and he doesn't know which one of them he married. He gives a divorce document to each of them. So what do we see? Again, we see that there's a case where it's not clear who he married. It's Kedushin She'in Mesrun He can't possibly know which one he married, and therefore he's not going to be able to have relations with either one of them because he might have married the other one. So and we see that they are considered married. So it's Kasha on Rava. What's the case over here? Originally, when he got married, it was clear who he was marrying. But then it got, the, the whole matter got mixed up, and they were not sure exactly what happened originally. They can, I mean, we can actually deduce this from the words themselves. Like Katani says, He doesn't know. But look at doesn't say it's not known. Someone says, Again, if so, what's the chiddush? What's the novelty of the case? We need it for the end part of this Brisa or Mishnah. If let's say the guy died and he has one brother, so that, that one brother does chalitza to both of them. Let's say there were two brothers, so the first one does chalitza, and the second one is allowed to do yibam. And if one of them went and indeed completed his yibum before he was supposed to, we don't take them away. So what it's teaching us is that the proper order of things is if the chalitza, the first one does chalitza first, and then the second one goes and does yibum. However, if it was the opposite order, that's not the way it's supposed to be done. Why? The kapagabachos zikukasai.
because we have to be worried that perhaps by the first guy who's doing Yibum, perhaps the sister, the other person, the other woman, is actually the one who was married to his brother. And if that's the case, so now when he's marrying this woman, so this woman is the sister of the one he's supposed to do to do Chalitza or Yibum to. And if that's the case, so then we have a Zika. He has a, a connection already to the other woman. And he's marrying, which is a Dirabanan thing, which is a forbidden case from the rabbis. He's marrying the one who is the sister of the one who he has a connection to. So that's forbidden me, the Rabbanan. So that's what it's coming to teach you. Toshima. We bring another proof. We try to bring another proof. If you have two different people, totally unrelated, who married two separate, two sisters. Each one of them is not sure which sister they married. So each one of them gives two divorce documents. So over here again, we see it sounds like it's not like Rava because it's not clear. Each one of them can't have relations with either one of them. But we see that they still have to give a divorce document. So it sounds like we say Kedushin Shem is considered Kedushin. That's Kashan Rava. Originally they knew, in the end, it became mixed up. We can deduce this again from the fact that it says they don't know or he doesn't know. It doesn't say that it was not known. No, it's a good proof. So what's the chiddush? What's the novelty in this case? It's coming to teach you the chiddush is in the end. If let's say each of these two men who both aren't sure which of the two sisters they married, they both died. Each of them has a brother. Each one of them uh, does chalitza for both. If let's say one of the brothers, oh, I'm sorry, one of the original people who were married has one brother, and the other guy has two brothers. So what do they do? Onto the top of the base on Aleph, page 52a. One of them does chalitza for both, and the other two, after the first one, the, the, the one who was a single guy, has done chalitza to both of them, only then do these two uh, do what they're supposed to do. Echad chaylitz. One of the two does chaylitz. Echad and the other one has the right and the ability to do yibum. Im kad kansu. However, if one of them went and indeed brought her in, did yibum, ain't might see us We don't take them away. Dafka michlitz v'ada yivumi. So it has to be in the order that we said it. Aval yivumi v'ada michlitz loy. It's preferable, highly preferable, that no one does yibum before the chalitza was done. The kapaga b'yavam l'shuk. Because if theoretically the first guy, the one who's a single guy, doesn't have any brothers, he didn't do chalitza, and one of the other two guys indeed does yibum, so it could be that this woman actually belongs to the other guy and really has to have yibum to the other guy if that's the case. So then the one of the two brothers that are still left, so. They are going to be doing, they're going to be having relations with a woman who is really supposed to have been done Yibum, which is a love. It's forbidden in the Torah. With Hashem's assistance, we will continue from here in the next daily daf.